Hello and welcome back to my podcast in a monologue with me, Olivia Neal. For today's episode, I thought we could get into the nitty and gritty of behind the scenes of influencing. Let's talk about if it's clicky, if it's itchy. I don't know. I'm just in the mood to like talk about that. I also have been to quite a few events recently and I wanted to tell you some things that went on behind the scenes of the events. Because like you see like photos of the events and you think that everything's peachy and sometimes it's not. And that was the case. So yeah, let's get straight into it. So I'm literally just back from the vets, actually, um, as we speak. Got back, what, five minutes ago for from Phil's checkup because I completely violated him and got his balls chopped off. I feel terrible about it, honestly. I feel like a terrible person. I feel like it's kind of broken up all of it. He kind of hates me a little bit. Basically, it's because he had this, like, very rare disease that actually got diagnosed on TikTok. I was on TikTok Live and he had this, like, really weird, like grease on his tail and it's been like that for a while and I said to my mum I was like mum what do I do about this and she's such an Irish mum like I, my leg could be falling off and she'd be like just put a fucking like paper towel on it or something but um I said to her like Phil's got a rash or like and Phil's got greasy tail like should I bring him to the vet because I'm obviously like I'm quite concerned and worried about him like he's like my child and she was like Olivia would you, would I take you to the doctor if you had a greasy hair and I was like okay fair enough so I never took him to the vet and then I was on live on TikTok and said like isn't this so weird? Like, look at his tail here. And everyone was like, he has got stud tail. And I was like, how do people know this? And I looked it up and it's like a very rare disease of cats. And I rang the vet because obviously like people on TikTok told me he had stud tail. So I'm going to believe them because I believe everything I see on the internet, even though you really shouldn't, especially on TikTok. Like that thing is filled with people just pretending they know everything. But anyway, I rang the vet and lo and behold, he does have stud tail. They were like, what's wrong with him? Like when I, on the phone, because I said like, oh, he's got greasy fur. And they were kind of like, well, and I was like, I think he's got stud tail. And, and they were like, we don't know what that is. Like the vet didn't even know what that was. And I had to like look it up, kind of worrying that he didn't know what that was. But yeah, he looked it up and then turns out it was. So whoever diagnosed my cat with stud tail on TikTok, thank you very much for that. Anyway, it's basically like a hormonal disease. Like it's a buildup of testosterone, which then makes the skin greasy and like acne kind of. And then it comes out in the tail. And that's basically what had a greasy tail. And the only way you can get rid of it for good is if you castrate them, if you give them the snip, if you chop their testicles off. Because that's where all the like, I don't know, extra testosterone is stored, I guess. So I had to book them in for a castration. It was the only way. I feel terrible. But, you know, they always do say you should get your animals neutered. But, like, he was an indoor cat. So, like, he wasn't going to be getting any girls pregnant. Like, I feel like that's the only outdoor cat thing. But his balls are gone. And, you know what? I was quite happy about it because, personally, I don't want to be seeing balls when I'm, like, petting my cat. Like, that is disgusting to me. Like, I don't feel like cats should have balls in general. I've always had girl cats. I, I see, like, cats as girls anyone else and then I see dogs as boys but yeah got his um balls removed so he is ballless and I was just getting checked up at the vet everything's going swimmingly um he is he's healing well he's all good um his stud tail it's not a funny name for it stud tail he's a stud um it's clearing up as well so things are on the up but anyway let's get stuck into this podcast episode I feel like this might cause a little bit of drama and that's actually such a lie like I hate being involved in drama but like I just thought like I give you like a bit of BTS info of events and stuff because I don't know if I've ever really like spoken about events before on this podcast have I who knows I asked on my Instagram for some questions and you guys provided someone said is everyone friends or is there always a divide between people so this is like a boy I guess like the influencer scene I fucking hate that word influencer but like basically it's literally like school like it is quite 
bitchy. I feel like every okay, they, I'm literally like, why well, I don't know why I'm saying this because like it, this is me, but like I feel like everyone's quite immature. Um, it depends what kind of grip you're in. Like I know a lot of people in this like London scene who do the same kind of thing, and they're all so nice and mature, and like there's never bitchiness, there's no fights, and like I love like surrounding myself with them. But then there's also like the other side to it where it's it's just like school. Like everything's quite clicky. People are quite two-faced. And I think that's maybe because everyone went straight from like school to do like to moving to London. Like we never had that kind of like maturing phase. I feel like a lot of people in this industry are very mature in the way that like we all moved out when we were so young and like we live on our own, we look after ourselves. But we just never, I don't know, it's just, it's very school-like, I find. People are falling out left, right and centre. I don't, it, it's just, it dep- completely depends, like, what kind of grip you're looking at. I feel like the YouTubers usually have a lot more beef than anything else. The YouTuber scene's always been a bit, like, bitchy, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I'm not saying, I'm gonna sitting here and be like, I'm the most mature person ever. Like, I am definitely immature and I definitely need to wise up sometimes. Like, I kind of, like, buy into the whole, like, youtube drama thing and i kind of want to stop because it's a bit embarrassing like i'm 20 years old like when is that going to stop but i know like 24 year olds who are getting involved in it like i feel like we do act like we're like 16 sometimes but um as to like if everyone's friends or like if everyone like or if there's like divides i've never like seen anyone be rude to each other in person like everyone's kind of like civil no one actually like hates each other like there's never fights in real life I don't think I've ever seen someone have like a literal like standoff fight in an event or anything and you kind of just have to like suck it up even if you don't like someone because like you are going to be seeing them at every single event that you go to like London's it's, it's a big place but it's also small for the influencers saying like everyone just kind of has to get on with it and like everyone is friendly and that, it makes it really really fun as well because like uh, events and stuff like everyone just wants to be friends with each other and like you will literally go out in a group of like 50 people after an event and stuff but then it kind of like because of that because everyone just like is civil with each other I find it a bit like too not too yeah like people will literally be so nice to each other and the week before they will be like making indirects at each other I'm just like what is this about come on now like if we're gonna like make making indirects like just firm it and don't be nice to them in person but then I'm also like let's all be friends I don't know I do find it sometimes a little bit fake like in the sense that people will literally bitch about someone and then the next week they'll be making a TikTok with them. But that's just my opinion. Um, and then there also is the element of like competitiveness, I guess. Someone did ask a question, that's why I'm bringing that up. But um, I guess it's like everyone is doing the same job. Everyone is competing for the same kind of brand deals. I don't find, like I would not be competitive with anyone. I guess like like that's kind of a difference. Like either you can be like happy for someone and be like, wow, slay, like look at them go or else you can be like in the competitive kind of scene. I've never been a competitive person. I've always been just like a giver upper. Like <laughs> like that's like I if do you know like there I think like there's two kind of people like if someone's doing better you'd be like, "Oh, I'm I want to do better than them. I'm going to be really competitive." Or else you just be like, "Oh, fuck it." Like in a race, for example, if someone started beating me, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I need to get in front of them." I'd just be like, "Just go ahead. Just take it. Take the win." But I do think there I don't know if it's competitive. I don't know. I, I've never really experienced someone being competitive with me. And like, I am i don't really ever feel jealous of anyone. I'm just always like happy for people. The only person I'm jealous of is like Bella Hadid. Cause like I want to be her, but I'm also just so happy to see her slay. I love her. 
someone said tell us what fashion week was like so i was at the london fashion week last week it was really really fun i've also been to the paris one but i've only went to one show there I, i'm gonna have so much to tell you about fashion week really soon because it's all coming up in the next couple of weeks but so far it's only been london fashion week it was fun it was really really good but um i was like painfully hungover like shaking kind of hungover <laughs> I actually didn't see it and like the photos I got are actually kind of decent and I was like how did I manage that like I crawled out of bed half an hour before but then also oh my god this is this is like <laughs> TMI I guess but I was just so on edge because basically I went to a poster girl show poster girl is like those really really cute mini dresses with, like loads of is it like holes in it like net like netting and mesh and stuff you will know what poster girl is but if you look it up you will notice that there's like holes the whole way down the side and like around the front like it's all mesh and I was like putting it on I was like so how much do I wear underwear with this because <laughs> like you can see like all up the side and I was like I can't stick on like a pair of like black knickers so like what the fuck am I gonna do um so I had to go commando <laughs> and I was literally like I, I just it was oh my god also it was the same day as Storm Eunice so here's me walking about London Fashion Week in the miniest dress I've ever worn in my life in a storm, commando, I was shitting myself. I was shaking because I was hungover and I was also shaking because I was like, at any given second, like there's like paparazzi and it's all outside, which is like also a terrifying thing. I'm like, why are you taking photos of me? Like you do not know who I am. That's another thing with paparazzi. I feel like they just take photos of anyone and I feel bad because I feel like I feel like they just feel bad for me. So they just take loads of photos just so that I don't feel left out. But anyway, I'm also like, there's so many angles. Like there's some of them on the fucking floor. Like some of the photographers are low. I'm like, one wrong move and my lady parts are out for the world to see so that was how london fashion week went it was really really fun though i had a great time um, and i'm really excited for what is to come also like i went to um one of the shows and the what's it called the venue was like an old abandoned kind of building site vibe but because of that the floor was like rocky and i was wearing flat shoes and even i was kind of struggling to walk on it and these per models obviously like modeling is like the I think it's like a really really hard job like walking like I'm pretty sure they get given heels that are like three sizes too small for them so it's like hard enough as it is never mind walking on this like literal like like potholes in the floor um bless them they were literally like dropping one by one and I felt so bad because it's like where do you look like there was one person walking at a time and they're just like falling and I like I didn't know like where to look I didn't know what to do I didn't know do we get up and help them do we like I like what what are you supposed to do in that situation like I have not been doing enough fashion shows to know what to do I was just like looking around like trying to like see what everyone else was doing and someone got a video like of the model falling and posted it on TikTok I think it kind of went viral actually and in the background you can just see me and like I think I've never really thought I've got a resting bitch face I don't know maybe you can tell me different if you've ever seen me if you think I've got a resting bitch face but like I was just death like death glaring this poor girl who was like falling all over the place and I wasn't like I was I wasn't death glaring her in on purpose if you know what I mean I think I was just staring being like Jesus this is not good like I feel so bad for this girl but yeah that went viral and everyone could see me in the background just staring but in my head I was like fuck like what do I do so hopefully I've got a few more no I was gonna say hopefully I got a few more stories like that for um my fashion make podcast that I'll probably do very soon but I actually hope not because it was really hard to watch and I felt so bad for the models but they still look amazing and the clothes are so cool someone said do you do your own hair slash makeup for most things I've ever done like shoots and events and stuff usually they provide hair and makeup for you so like when I went to Paris um fashion week 
the brand that I went with, Miu Miu, like got me hair and makeup because they like took me to Paris, I guess. And that is usually the case. But then for the Brits, I obviously wasn't really being, oh, I was actually being brought by YouTube, but like they weren't going to pay for hair and makeup and stuff. So I had to pay for my own hair and makeup, which is completely fine. And I probably could have done it myself, to be honest, but I wouldn't have liked it as much. Like I'm not very good at makeup or especially hair. I'm terrible at hair. So I just thought, you know what? It's my first Brits. Like I'll, I'll just get a hair and makeup artist. So I messaged my manager and she got it all sorted for me and like we didn't bother asking the price because like I've had my makeup done before in Belfast like for formal or what do you call it in England prom and I think it was like 40 quid maybe so I was like maybe I was just being naive and stupid and I was just thinking it would be probably around the same kind of price because I've never paid for makeup to be done in London like it's always like complimentary and like the hair and makeup that I got for the Brits was unreal and the people that did it were so nice and I literally was like so happy but basically the day before my manager like rang me and was like hey so like hair and makeup are gonna come at 12 and by the way like do you know how much they are and I was like no how much she was like, she was like uh 500 each so I was like Lauren are you fucking joking like obviously like it was the day before like I wasn't gonna I, I wasn't gonna like cancel them anyway because it was the day before and like that's like how much that they should charge I always think that with like um what's it called when you're like on your own freelancer when you're a freelancer like you make your own prices and like to be honest it was worth it like they were incredible at their artistry but yeah it was 500 points each so I spent a grand like what the fuck a grand on hair and makeup painful but worth it and can't thank them enough for doing it because it was such a special experience having someone doing my hair and makeup at the same time I felt like a material girl but a grand am I just like naive because I fully thought it was going to be like 80 quid obviously not but that is my story about getting my hair and makeup done that's the only time I've actually like got it done like bought the services myself but like it was like also my first Brits and like that's a very special thing and like there were so many photos. Like if I had just done it myself, I definitely would have like regretted it and like hated all the photos. So I thought it was kind of worth it, like the occasion. But yeah, that is how much it costs to get your hair and makeup done in London. Just a pre-warning, always ask for prices before you book something. Ever hated your outfit? Love you. Love you too. Yes, I have many a time. I actually think I should do a YouTube video where like I go through and rate my outfits because sometimes they were just terrible. Like I literally have to archive so many of my Instagram posts because my outfits were so terrible. There's one thing, there's like a website where you can like look up your name and then it comes up with all like paparazzi photos. And like some of the outfits on that are just terrible. Like one time I went to like a premiere of a movie it was called Belfast. It was the one that Jamie Dornan was at and I was like within poking distance of him. I regret not poking him every day of my life. I don't, I don't know what I would have done after poking him, but like at least I could have said I've touched him. That sounded really creepy. In fact, you should never poke someone. That's kind of really weird actually. <laughs> but anyway, to this event, I wore like a little black dress and black boots and it was cute. It was really nice, but I was just having a really self-conscious day and I literally just felt like really I, I hate saying this but like I just wasn't feeling very nice in my body and like my armpit fat was making me really self-conscious and I sound so fucking stupid but like that's one of like my insecurities is when I wear like strapless things and, and like hangs over shut up Olivia I know like I'm such a loser but I was just feeling really really insecure 
And in the car, I had brought like a jumper to keep me warm. And it's like an old, grimy, like knitted sweater. And I was like, I'm putting this jumper on. I, I brought my dad to this premiere and I was like, I'm putting this jumper on. My dad was like, no, you look lovely. And I was like, no, because it's the fact it's like, red carpet so there's going to be so many photos from so many different angles and it's just going to make me feel so shit about myself if I already if I already feel shit about myself like paparazzi photos are not nice not that it's paparazzi what do you call the people at like red carpets and stuff like just like photo like red carpet photographers or premier photographers or whatever I was like it, like they're all they just make you look terrible to me on what I think anyway they make me look terrible um so I was like I'm, it's gonna make me feel 10 times worse about myself like I'm putting this jumper on so like in like all these like photos from that premiere I'm literally wearing like a grimy like dirty sweater and then just like big chunky black boots and it looks terrible I so should have just kept the jumper on and just firmed my armpit fat but I also hate saying that because there's nothing wrong with like everyone has fat in their armpit like your armpit you, like you can't get your armpit skinny like what, what am I on about but I don't know I just like I was just really self-conscious you know just having one of those days and yeah I hate those photos so much and they will haunt me for the rest of my life there's been another few events that like I don't like I don't know how I put those clothes together and thought it looked good. But we live and we learn. I know I have a stylist, <laughs> which I think is the best thing to ever happen to me. Like she's amazing. and She just gets like what I like as well. So she helps me a lot when it comes to events now where there's going to be like photos of me that are going to haunt me forever. Do a lot of influencers have secret slash private accounts? Yeah, I guess most of them do actually. I used to have an Instagram, like a private Instagram, and I deleted it because there was like a period of time when I just like was so paranoid about getting hacked. Even though like that's not really a thing. Like, do people really get hacked these days? Unless you like open those like links that you get sent, like I feel like you don't get hacked. Basically, one time I was gaslighted into believing that I was hacked. Um, this boy leaked photos not bad photos like not like nude photos I've talked about this before I don't know if I've talked about this, about this before on a podcast but yeah this boy leaked like photos of me um and then like denied it so I thought that I had been hacked and he was like getting angry at me for leaking them like it was crazy it was like ultimate gaslighting he was like girl boss gas like gatekeeper so I was like on the phone to Apple for ages, all my management were getting involved, like trying to find out how I'd been hacked. We all thought like my TikTok had been hacked because it was like like it was like TikTok drafts of us because we used to make TikToks and like put it in my drafts. Um, and but it was basically just him the whole time making like fake accounts and sending it out to people like weirdo. But anyway, um, I was so paranoid during that time of being hacked, so I just like deleted everything that could. Not that like my private Instagram was bad. But it was just like, I don't know, just like ugly photos of me that I didn't want being leaked. So yeah, I thought Instagram was long gone thanks to that boy for gaslighting me into thinking I'd been hacked. Hacking is just like, it's just not even a worry. Like, I don't know why I thought about that. I had to change all my passwords to everything. And now like I have different passwords for everything and I can never remember them and I have to reset it every time I try to log into something. My friend said, who are your favorite brand honeys to work with? And she works for Motel. I love working with you guys at Motel. If you're listening to this, Motel is just like, like the people that work for them are just the nicest people ever. It's all girls, which I love. Well, it's actually owned by a man, but it's all girls that like I am in contact with. Uh, and they're all so nice. Like I've literally become like really good friends with everyone I work with at Motel, which is so good. I feel like a lot of people that work in this industry are girls, which I love. It's like quite like, 
just I might say even female dominated and yeah we just have the best time like they literally like one of my friends that works there in India like literally looks after my cat if I ever need like Phil being to be cat sit um we all like go for dinners and we have the best time and yeah I just love working I like I love forming good relationships with the people you work with I think it's like a really important thing to make work more fun like we literally like we'll go to their offices and sit there and have donuts and like go through clothes and like look at photos of Phil together it's so chill love motel can't get enough of motel so excited for what's to come very soon in the future with them how do you first go about getting a manager so I initially got contacted I think I posted my first video on YouTube in I want to say May and within three months or something this woman had emailed me and was like um hey I do freelancing manage management so she wasn't like with a big management company or anything um but do you want to like not, not even like sign with me like not like a big contract thing but like I'll bring you brand deals for example and like I'll just take 20% and I was like yeah sounds good that's easy and she was really really lovely like most amazing first manager and I stayed with her for a while and then my YouTube kept going and growing and I got kept getting approached by different managements and I was like you know what if I'm going to be moving to London which like was in the kind of in the back of my mind I just thought it'd be a good idea to have like I don't know, a big company management that like they have offices in London and I like, can go like have meetings in their offices. Whereas like when you're with like a, just like one person who's like that's like freelancing management, it's obviously a bit more casual. So I started looking into different options and I got messaged by a, uh, do you know Casper Lee? So obviously I used to like love Casper Lee and Joe Sugg when I was younger. Like I ate that shit up, like Zoella era. Um, and they messaged me, they own a management and they're like, do you want to come have a chat with us? I think I can say this because like nothing like, I yeah, I think I can say this. And I texted my friend Elise who also like, Joe Sugg up when she was younger I was like oh my god we can meet Joe Sugg and Casper Lee I was like should I just like should we just go to London me and you and then we can have a meeting with them about management just like I well also like I was interested in looking at my different options but I also just really really wanted to meet them so me and Elise fucking booked a flight to London we stayed with Lewis um it was just before lockdown I think and I went to meet Casper Lee and Joe Sugg for a meeting and it's so funny like th- like they like greeted me they're like hi like lovely to meet you and Lise was just standing behind me Lise is like one of my best friends from home and they're like oh who's this and I was like oh I just brought my friend like I brought my friend to a fucking business meeting about management like how unprofessional and they're like oh okay well she can come and sit in with us and then me and Lise just went and chatted to Joe Sugg and Casper Lee for like an hour <laughs> I didn't go with them in the end. I actually went with them, Gleam, who are still my management to this day and I absolutely love. But I thought that was a really funny story. <laughs> like we literally booked flights to London just to meet Casper Lee and Joe Sugg. What's the proudest moment of your career? Hmm. That is a good question. I feel like, obviously, I'm so grateful and like proud of everything that's ever happened to me in my career but like sometimes it can look like numbers on a screen and I can't really like process the numbers on a screen does that make any sense like sometimes I feel like it only ever hits like hits home like proper reality is whenever I see something in person so for example like if I ever see anyone wearing something from my motel collection in real life I literally want to cry because I'm like, whoa, that like that, this is real life. Like, that's actually happening. Or, like, when I had a mural for this podcast, actually, I had, like, a, um yeah, a mural in Notting Hill, which is, like, my favourite area in London. And it was literally, like, my face, like, huge, blown up, like, on a wall that I walk past, like, every day. 
I like that was like really proud I was like what the fuck like me and my friends would all be like at the pub and would turn around and there's me and I'd be like oh my god that is so cool like that's like when things happen in real life then I'm like whoa this is really cool or like whenever I went to this thing called Sitsi and like we did like meet and greets and I had like a full line like like probably like a hundred people or more then I was like whoa this is like do you know what I mean like things in real life that's like what makes me like really like proud um I love meeting everyone but like yeah I mean everything's so cool like I'm literally like bewildered by it all but I just like things in real life because then I'm like okay this is actually this is real because like you can like look at numbers on your phone all you want and it doesn't actually feel like real life sometimes I feel like TikTok just isn't real life does that make any sense am I just waffling I feel like I'm just waffling what's it like seeing people you don't like at events I feel like I don't not like anyone except this one person who I would actually like take in a fight he is a boy so he'd probably beat me um and I did see him once at an event I literally went home because he put me in such a shit mood like I actually oh hit him <laughs> but apart from that like I I don't I, I literally don't not like anyone like I'm sure there's some people that I'm not like friends with because we're just like not the same kind of person but like I, I like everyone like, I literally get on with anyone <laughs> someone said do you get paid a lot more some months than others yeah that's like a kind of weird thing about this job is like your wage is consistently like all over the place so like I'm not gonna lie I've been kind of slacking on YouTube so I've been making very little money from YouTube in the past few months and then sometimes I'm banging out videos and I'm literally making like 10 times what I'm making now I don't know it's kind of weird um also isn't this crazy I found out this the other day so you know American YouTubers they make like three times the amount British YouTubers make because it's like the people like the advertising agencies in America just put so much more money into YouTube than the UK agencies do so like I feel like American YouTubers must be absolutely rolling in it just some info in case you wanted that but yeah my wage is consistently changing also like sometimes I'll do like a job like a brand deal and I won't get paid for it until like a year later just because of invoicing and contracts and loads of things that I don't understand so like yeah it's it's really really weird the way you get paid also it makes me feel really guilty not guilt not guilty what's the word like shitty because like I, sometimes I go through um the analytics like I have a little like YouTube app that tells me all my analytics like views and like your earnings and stuff and I'm like oh my god I am a failure why am I not posting on YouTube I'm making no money but then I'm also just like give yourself a break because like I did go ham for a while so I'm just giving, I'm not taking a break. I just sometimes, I've, as I've said before, I'm still finding it really hard to start tasks. I have no motivation, but maybe, you know what it is? It's it's the dark weather. I'm blaming it on seasonal depression because today it was half five and it was still bright outside. And like the boost of serotonin I got, I was like, this is it. It's summer, summer is coming. So maybe that's gonna make me happier and more motivated to start tasks. Someone said, how do you decide what to share slash what not to share online? So I feel like I've shared a lot less now online than what I did before. I think I started, like, I felt like I was a bit, like, in school. As I said at the start, this industry can be a bit, like, bitchy and clicky, like, you're in school. And I felt like sharing everything, all the drama I go through, all the, like, friend friendship, like, troubles or boy troubles I go through sharing online was a bit, like, grow up like are you literally 16 and doing your GCSEs sometimes like if it's like what I was talking about earlier like that guy liking photos like that's just kind of like funny and like shallow and like that is the kind of thing I would share online because just like okay grow up from his behalf but when it's like deeper like 
I don't know, like going through friendship stuff and relationship stuff is hard enough, let alone sharing it online and having everyone's opinion on it, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I just felt like immature sharing everything online. I think things are better handled offline. And like, even even when I don't share things online, it's just like constantly on my For You page, which is completely what I signed up for. Like, obviously people are going to be interested whenever like your life is basically public and like people are invested in stuff. But like, I see enough about it online without me sharing it. Just like, things I go through in my life so like if I shared it it would be like 10 times more if I shared everything online so I'm just like I'd rather just keep some things private if they think like if things are tough I want to keep them offline because it's like it's something I need to deal with on my own without having like everyone's opinion because people have opinions but yeah I don't know how I decide it anymore I kind of want to get like I'm, I'm literally using this podcast as like a way of sharing things more because I feel like the only people that listen to this are like people who Wait, was that kind of like big headed to say that people that listen to this actually kind of like me? Like, are we friends? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more intimate than YouTube. Like people just go on YouTube kind of like to take the piss out of me. No, that's not true. Obviously, <laughs> obviously I've got like, like really, really lovely people who watch YouTube. I, just, I think it's because of a bigger audience, maybe. Is it even? I have no idea. I don't know. I can't see like views or anything on this, which, which I really, really like. I can't see like views or like how many listeners are listening to this podcast. Like I have no access to that whatsoever. And I really like that. I like keeping it that way because I literally like for all I know like there could be 10 people listening to this right now like I've, I have no idea and I feel like it makes it a bit more intimate and I'm like willing to share things because like also who like if someone doesn't like me they are not going to sit through a 30 minute podcast of me just chatting shit like I feel like that's for me and you like people who like we like me and you get on do you know what I mean so like you're not going to sit here and judge me if I t- if I overshare a little bit so that's what this podcast is for <laughs> Right, I'm actually going to have to go now because Phil has like one of those like plastic comb things on his head and he keeps taking it off his head because obviously he does not like it. I mean, I wouldn't like it if someone put a plastic cone on my head and he keeps taking it off and licking his balls and it's going to get infected and the vet told me not to let that happen so I can't leave him for like prolonged periods of time. So I need to go check up on him but I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia. Olivia.